welcome to the Mystic Millennials podcast, hosted by Abby and Bethany. This is a podcast to share the reality of spirituality and what it is really like to be 20-somethings navigating a spiritual awakening. Join us weekly as we become your new spiritual BFFs, sharing all about our own journeys while celebrating the amazing people who inspire, motivate, and encourage us to embrace our modern mysticism. Let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mystic Millennials podcast. Today, we have an amazing, a very special guest. Remy Gordon is with us. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. We're so excited to have Remy in today. Um, For those that don't know, Remy is a life coach. They are a um, just a really sacred safe sacred space holder. Is that the wording that you use? I was trying to think back to your Instagram bio and I was like, I've read it a million times. Um, yeah. But yeah, Remy, um, you know, and you can obviously tell us a bit about yourself, but, you know, holds really safe space for people. I've been super lucky to work with Remy, um, having them as my my life coach for the past three months. Um, and yeah, they have a beautiful story and we just wanted to hold space for them, for you guys to all meet them. So welcome, Remy. <laughs> you and yes sacred sacred space holder intuitive life coach all of the things (laughs) we love and we'll definitely get into that a bit deeper but first every episode we like to do a weekly win and a weekly whinge so just something we're celebrating something we're really excited about and then you know just have a bit of a whinge like we love we love to just get something off our chest anything so because you're our guest we would love for you to go first. What is your win and what is your whinge? Yeah, I thought about this beforehand because I've listened to, oh, wait, classic. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you, but I keep, the the video keeps cutting out, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, no, it's just frozen again. Cool classic um I'll start with whinge first the only thing I could think of uh was that I made the mistake of going to end um and with all of the like Black Friday sales it was hectic um and it was Make just like mistake. a lot of like emotional energy yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah. I've been in the house for so long what yeah. is this? why is there people near me yeah. hold on that doesn't seem right exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, it was a lot. Uh, So that's probably my whinge. Um, And my win, I think, is just that in Melbourne at the moment, we're having beautiful weather. And I think after just being inside for so long, it's now warm, it's sunny. I'm like, yes, this is amazing. So that's definitely my win. Love it. Thriving. Thriving in the sun. My (laughs) win yesterday, my win actually for today is that it's freaking hot in Perth. I feel like that's been my win the last few episodes. Like it's gotten really, really warm. Um, And like, but also win is that my washing dries in like 10 minutes. So that's also, you know, that's kind of good. But yeah, no, the warm weather is very nice. I feel like, Abby, you were saying yesterday it was like, raining and awful in Sydney what the hell <laughs> I was gonna be like oh, I'm gonna stay with the trend and my wind is actually about the weather <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty shit in Sydney it's been rainy but also like extremely mucky <laughs> so it's just like the worst of both worlds <laughs> we love having bad hair all the time that's great <laughs> uh, yeah um but it seems it's kind of clearing up, but I'm going to Orange after this. So I think that's also my win. I'm going to fly fly to – I'm from Orange. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, my family still live there. And I haven't seen them in ages because of lockdown and, you know, all that jazz. And also just the fact that I have to work and at uni and things. So that's my win, going to see my family, going for a little bit of a getaway. getaway. Apparently a lot of Sydney people are going to Orange as well. Um, so I think it's probably it's probably going to be busy on the weekend. Um, oh, the holiday destination, It's trendy. It's trendy. We love. Um, but yeah, it's probably going to be raining in orange too. But Brilliant. yeah, did you Brilliant. say you're winning? To see your family though. Yeah, I'm very excited. I love. I love. Um, but yeah, 
Did you say a win, Beth, or did I just like hijack? No, yours? no, I was actually just thinking. I was like, oh shit, I fully, I only whinged. Um, you said your your clothes dry. Yeah, my clothes dry, which is a that's a shit win. We're not going to even acknowledge that. That's just let's a get chore. a big win, please. Um, it's just life admin. Um, my win is actually I've gotten back into reading this week, so I'm a really big. I can see Remy celebrating because they've helped me really just like connect back to rest and not being so like busy all the time. Um. I used to read heaps like in high school and just out of high school, like literally would like stay up till late to read, get up early to read before work. Like those, I love reading and I really struggled with it the last few years. Like I can't just sit down and like get into something. Um, I also think like since coming out, I really struggled with the like majority romance novels are like male, female. And I was like, oh, I don't actually like, that doesn't, that just doesn't do it for me anymore. It doesn't engage me. I Resonating. Like my heartstrings are not tugged. No. Um, but I found this really beautiful new queer author. Her name is Casey McQuiston. And I've read this book. It's called Red, White and Royal Blue. Um, it's super corny. It's super cringy, but it's really, really sweet. And I literally cannot stop reading it. And it's actually just been so nice to connect back to reading and something that I used to love I've been thriving so funny I have also disconnected from reading um and that is in my pile of books that I have I keep buying buying. and have not read (laughs) you must read you must read it's really really good I've got her other book here my friend lent it to me one last stop that's a lesbian one I'm really excited to read that one but yeah we are pro queer literature this week big fan yes (laughs) huge fan um so I would love to get a bit more or know a bit more about you, Remy. I would love to know more about what you do and how that connects to what you're passionate about and your kind of mission around what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So intuitive life coach, sacred space holder, card reader, or full-time spiritual bitch. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, right? It's the best. Um, and I'm really, really passionate about about supporting people to just drop all of the shoulds, drop all of the expectations that, you know, they put on themselves, that society puts on them, um, mm-hmm. and really just support them to do whatever it is that they want to do. Um, I feel like so often we we don't get asked or we don't have that space for ourselves to actually dive into, like, what is it that I truly want mm-hmm. when you take away all of the you know, expectations and barriers and just external shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just what I love doing so much. So I support people through coaching, um, through card readings and through just space holding in general, which is quite wild to me because about 18 months ago, I didn't know what the fuck a space holder was. And now I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. (laughs) Um, Amazing. Would you like to explain more about what space holding is um, for anyone listening? Yeah, definitely. Uh, So the way that I describe it is a space holder uh, creates and how do I explain it? Creates like an intentional space. So that can be a physical space that can just be kind of like an energetic container, really, Mm. um, for people or a person one on one. I think all of us hold space every day in our relationships and when we interact. So like when you are talking with a friend who's having a really rough time and you're being that listening ear for them and you're just sitting there and and being there for them and creating that space for them to have that moment, you are space holding. Um, So it's really just that, but in um, either like a coaching capacity or I also run like circles, um, like Mm -hmm. sharing circles and things like that as well. So in a group setting. Um, So it's kind of just more uh, the intention that I infuse into it is more amplified than maybe like just a casual conversation you might be having with someone. Mm, Beautiful. I love, I love everything you said all throughout both of those questions I am and I know Beth and I are both huge proponents of dropping the shoulds and um and giving yourself the space to like yeah explore what the hell you actually want (laughs) and who you are that was a huge part of my journey um and just like dropping yeah the externalities um so I love that that's so so beautiful also something that I've like 
that's something that has been like my biggest takeaway. And we still haven't had our like last session with each other, Remy. Um, but that's going to be a mush. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, that's something that I didn't really expect going into coaching with Remy. Um, I just kind of, I saw what they were doing on Instagram. And I was like, I really love this vibe. Like I love the inclusivity. I love the support. And um, it was actually, it's been like the most supportive space that I've had within coaching. Cause I really could just like, just be, me and I've been able to like drop and I've sent you messages and I've been like oh my god like I just had this like light bulb moment of just being like oh my god like I don't actually have to do all the things I can just like be me and I think that just shows the power of holding space for people um I think we all feel like if we want to get a coach or a mentor or whatever it has to be like to achieve a certain goal but sometimes we just actually just want someone to just hold space for us Mm. each week or fortnight or whatever just to be ourselves and just get what we need in in that time and that's something that you bring forward so beautifully Oh, thank you. And like, I've loved working with you. And I think like, that's my biggest win ever is when my clients are like, oh my God, I had a moment. And like, you know, (laughs) I've just realized this like massive thing that like, I can just take the pressure off myself. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something that I work with a lot of people on is um, actually just taking the pressure off yourself, you know, Um, which, and I think the reason I work with people to do that is because I am the same, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I coach people who are like me or have had, you know, a a similar experience to me. And I know what it's like to just put all of the pressure on yourself for just no fucking reason. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Just cause, just cause it's fine. Why not? (laughs) Just a type A personality. (laughs) It's just that Leo energy, just feeling like everyone's looking (laughs) at me at all the time. (laughs) Because why wouldn't they be? Hello. Literally though. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to hear a little bit more I guess about you know you mentioned that that's that kind of journey that you went through um is that something that led you to life coaching like what kind of made you realize Mm -hmm. that that space holding was something that you wanted to to bring forward yourself and yeah your journey with getting to that point I guess yeah it's been a long journey um so life coaching kind of came into my orbit maybe like four ish years ago um when I worked with a coach for the first time myself uh Tash Spencer uh she's a career and life coach um and at that time I was feeling really like I don't know what I want to do with my life like what I'm doing I'm not loving but I don't know what I want to do and through my work with her realized all I want to do is just help people in my own way um and as part of that life coaching as a career option came up but I entertained it so briefly and then I was like nope nope like I'm noping out of this that's too hard I can't do that right like I'm not Mm. the right person or whatever so I was putting all this stuff in my head um and then I guess you know maybe like April last year or March last year you know um when what we were in lockdown and all these things started yeah so um we went into lockdown COVID happened I'd gotten sober you know like five six months beforehand um and wanted to start exploring like my spirituality um and that kind of thing and a friend of mine was running off like a full moon circle um via zoom uh so I popped along to that and I was like this is quite good. Oh, like, I'm a big fan of this. I'm into this. And then I don't know what to say other than it kind of escalated from there. So. Love it. No, that's perfect. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, like yeah. all of a sudden I'm here. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, towards the end of last year um, I found out Uh, So like I studied with the Beautiful You Life Coaching Academy. They had their enrollments open. I knew lots of people who had had studied through them and did my research on them and others and ended up doing that and doing like a holding space facilitator training as well. And I was like, I'm in now. So, yeah. We're in deep. (laughs) And we're loving it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fucking love it. Um, I would love for you to speak more about... um, your sobriety journey, because that's something that I was really interested in when Beth introduced me to you and something um, throughout my own journey that I've kind of been, you know, honestly struggled with because I think especially Australian society in general, socialising, it's a big thing that's kind of almost like expected for you to do to be in a social environment to be fun to to have fun um you know and 
like almost a requirement. So I would love to hear more about your journey with that and how you deal with the like societal shit <laughs> around yeah. drinking. Yeah, because you're right. Like it's massive. Like we celebrate, like we drink to celebrate, we drink to commiserate, we drink because it's a Wednesday afternoon. Like <laughs> any occasion is an occasion like yes. for drinking. So um yeah no I so I got sober in uh, November 2019 so just past two years uh which is wild um congratulations thank you (laughs) thank you um and I have to say like I I credit the life that I have now to my sobriety personally um I I would not be doing what I'm doing now and having the experiences that I've had if it wasn't that I had stopped drinking um and for me I just knew that alcohol wasn't serving me anymore I was in a really rough place my mental health was just like in the toilet down the pipes like it was gone (laughs) Um, weird analogy but we'll roll with it um and yeah I had known for quite some time that I needed to stop uh but was trying to convince myself like maybe I can just say moderate Mm -hmm. but like I could not moderate um (laughs) I could not not Uh, so yeah yeah, it just didn't, didn't work for me. So decided to stop. And um, those first sort of like four or five months, you know, I could like in mid-November, so it was right coming into party season. Um, and I didn't want to miss out on anything because that was a really big thing for me. I didn't want to, I didn't want to have FOMO. I didn't want to feel like I was missing out on the fun. Um, so I still went to everything and just like white knuckled through it. And was like, no, that's fine. Oh, you're offering me some really amazing champagne to like celebrate this event we've run. Like, oh, no, I'm like, I'll just fill my champagne glass with water. It's fine. Um, and so I really just like persevered hard through mm. that, and like still went to the parties and all the things. Um, mm. And to be honest, like a saving grace for me was lockdown because it allowed me to not be in that space anymore like not be forced and actually work out like what I wanted like so many big realizations have happened for me over the past 18 months and um, I think it's allowed me to come back out into the world being like oh no I know what I want and you know what most of the time I actually don't want to sit in a bar or I'm not going to sit at a bar that my only option is soda water like I'm just not doing those things because I know myself well enough now Um, and I think being doing that like inner work has allowed me to kind of put away those expectations that people have because I just frankly know that it's not true like I know that I can have fun and enjoy spending time with people and party till 3am without drinking I've got more stamina I can drive home at the end like it's the best (laughs) yeah yeah actually yeah 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 you don't have to pay like a surge price Uber. Like you can just yeah. drive home. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So how cheap are soda waters? <laughs> Compared to like a vodka lime and soda, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I love I love that. That's beautiful. And I think it's something, it's something, it's really cool that you can look at all the lockdowns because you're in Melbourne, like you've had the worst of the worst in terms of, you know, Australia, but also worldwide in terms of time in lockdown. And I think that you can look at it and go, oh my God, like I know myself so much better. I've grown so much. I've learned so much from that. And it's so powerful for you. Like that's so cool that you're able to turn what for many people has been really easy to just be like, this sucks. I hate this fuck this you mean like you know what I'm actually just gonna like take the time get to know myself so that they can bring forward that knowing now that we're kind of you know reopening and you know until this new strain like shuts us down again in a few months I know all right <laughs> anyway it sounds like a transformer and I'm not fucking about it like I'm really just it. not surely not um, <laughs> Something that's really stuck out to me as you were speaking about that as well is really knowing yourself um, and being like, you know what? I don't actually want to do this. I don't want to sit in a pub where that is my only option. And that's something that I think societally as well is really like brave, brave to do in general, because often told we're too much for wanting to do that, for wanting 
I know for me, my partner wanted me to go to an event where there was lots of drinking, where I didn't know anyone. Um, and his whole family said, why aren't you going? I said, I simply don't want to. <laughs> it's Good on you. <laughs> simply. No. <laughs> it's a no from me. And I will not and be I, taking any further questions at this time. <laughs> no other reasoning. But I would love to hear about your experience with that and being really solid um, in being able to say, you know what, I'm prioritizing myself and I'm not too much for that. I, I deserve to not have to give an explanation <laughs> and yeah. I'm just going to say no. Yeah. No is a full sentence. Um, but that's fucking hard. Like, mm-hmm. and that takes a lot of practice. And I think, um, and it doesn't, I still don't embody it. Like, I don't want anyone to think I'm, a, I'm claiming to be a perfect person or human because, like, I absolutely am not. We're working on progress for that, don't you? Yeah, stress, exactly. <laughs> like, always a work in progress, uh, mm-hmm. constantly learning and evolving and learning my own lessons. <laughs> um, and in some situations, I can't, like, not that I can't, but I, I choose not to say no without an explanation. Like, I will provide an explanation or it's easier to just do the thing, um, you know, and just deal with it because, you know, that's because of whatever stuff is going on. And that's a choice that I make. But I think it's about actually the intention that you put behind that mm. and knowing, like, are you making that choice, knowing that, like, you don't really want to do it, but here's maybe some reasons why you're just being like, for this certain situation, I'm just going to do it. Um, so like an example of that is like my friend's 30th is coming up and it's like super boozy brunch. And, you know, they've given me the out, like you don't have to come to that because we're doing something else anyway another time. I'm like, you know what though? I actually want to be there for you. Like this is not something that I would normally be choosing to do, but mm. I actually, you know, would like to be there. So I will put myself in that situation for a little while. And that's fine. Um, but I've consciously made that choice as opposed to just kind of like going along with something because it's what everyone else is doing. And I think that's part of the difference for me is that intention and like mm. actually making a conscious decision about something. Yeah. Yeah, but like saying no, saying no is hard and you're right, like as women or non-binary people or any like marginalised communities, like saying no is like not okay, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because we've been told that we have to be grateful for everything and every opportunity and we have to say yes to everything. And there's also a lot of that like scarcity mindset, I think, that comes into it. Like if I say no to this, then like, to say you say no to an invitation oh well I'm not going to get invited to anything else again and it's like Mm. well that's just not the case but our brains like to play some tricks on us (laughs) we love to catastrophize Mm. little pranks Mm. little brain prank we love it so much (laughs) yeah no I I really love what you said and and again what came through is like you're able to pick and choose what environment you're willing to go into again because you know yourself so well and you're able to think like oh like I can do this not like I have to do this which is really it's a very powerful distinction and I think yeah I guess just the more you practice you know checking in with self before deciding something you can start to realize oh like these are actually my nose like these are my boundaries is that having really strong boundaries with yourself definitely and I think yeah what you said having strong boundaries with yourself and like knowing when it's okay to flex on those, but knowing when you set them, like how can you have that reminder present for yourself so that if you feel tempted to kind of like fall back into an old pattern, how can you redirect yourself again? Um, But I think also what I wanted to say in terms of practicing this, because it is a practice, is like start small. Like Mm. you don't have to like say no to like going to your like partners, families, you know, like Christmas Day yeah. <laughs> bonanza, right? Like um, because you're like, oh, my God, the energy, right? Like you can start small and just say no to smaller things, um, I think. And that practice of consistently doing it also teaches your brain that it's okay to do that. Like nothing significantly bad is going to come from you just saying no to these little things. So it helps build yeah. a bit more confidence in yourself. Yeah, giving yourself that proof that it's like, you know what, we're okay, we're safe. <laughs> yeah, right, because we love to catastrophize. Exactly. So we need some hard evidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, even like 
if I was at a cafe and someone was like, oh, do you just want me to get you this? I'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I yeah. couldn't even say no to something like that. I was like, Abby, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. No, um, but let's, it's so like normal though and a normal experience. Um, like I've worked with clients who are like, I can't make, I like making decisions is so difficult, like trying to make a choice. And then the same thing, like, oh, I can't choose what to eat. So like, I'm just not going to eat anything. And I'm like, just make any choice. Like, any choice like okay I'm gonna make a peanut butter sandwich and then your brain will be like oh I actually know what I want is this so yeah. that's another like good practice have I cut that out again we can hear that we can hear ya but there's no that the video is a bit stoppy but I, can, yeah. I could still hear ya yeah cool yeah cool <laughs> okay great <laughs> yeah loving this yeah <laughs> amazing <laughs> um yeah all right awesome I would love to know more about on on your journey how you were able to build up that consciousness being conscious and intentional with your decision and developing that kind of acuity to being able to be like yes no develop that confidence and safety within yourself um obviously you said you you had life coaching but um yeah, any, anything, any tools, any containers um, that were really significant on your journey? I think um, journaling was like really uh, a critical part of my journey in, ter- like in terms of actually understanding myself um, because I'd probably never really given myself the space to explore in that way and actually be with my feelings. I realised after I'd stopped drinking um, that you know, the reason I was drinking was to like escape my feelings and not have to actually feel them. Um, And so all of a sudden having all of these very present emotions, um, very loud and very there, um, I was like, I need to work out what to do with these. uh, I need to go somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, they need to go somewhere, like not in here, not in here, like out. Um, So like journaling, you know, was such an incredible and still is an incredible tool that I used to actually get to the heart of like what I wanted for myself Mm. Um, and also uh, using like oracle cards and stuff and asking the questions and then seeing how I felt when I got something and being like oh that's not what I wanted and then it helped me work out what it is that I really wanted yes yeah, that is a really, I <laughs> I find that with myself even now as well. I'll be like, I don't want this card. <laughs> and then you're like, what if I just like reshuffle and then the same card comes out and you're like, fucking hell, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the tower. Stop giving me the tower. That is me at my tarot deck all the time. Oh my God. And last year was like the year of the tower for me. Mm. Like it was mm. consistent. It was there. Um, and it really was crumbling, <laughs> but and you're like one day, surely, surely I'll not get a tower. Surely the sun is like the next card around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's hard, right. But, um, I guess it, it's helpful because yeah. it lets you actually work out what it is that you're feeling and, and what it is that you want. Mm. But I think it's just practice. And I think it's just those little decisions that you make, which sounds very simple. Um, and it's harder in reality but that that's really what worked for me. Mm, Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day and I was stressing myself out with all of these huge things that I felt like I had to do. And it really is about mastering the basics, building your foundations. And it's incredible how those little things like for me on that day, just making my bed, just doing one little thing. Yeah, made my day feel so much better. And I feel like it's the same in, I think, a spiritual self-development space as well. You can get really bombarded with like all of these, all of these tools, all of these containers, modalities that you feel like suddenly you have to do. Yeah. (laughs) This is really like beautiful, um, basic things like journaling and pulling Oracle cards, two really powerful things you don't have to stress yourself out. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. absolutely. And I think like I have been a part of some amazing experiences and containers and I've loved that. But I think it's it's all about that consciousness and a conscious choice and like why are you choosing to do that thing? Like are you doing it 
out of a place of feeling like you're not enough because ultimately like as fucking annoying as it is we've got everything we need within us right Mm. and different experiences help support us to like bring that out but we have it all in here and we can do it on our own if we want to but I think (laughs) that's the beautiful thing of like having those containers and experiences is like getting that community and like that sense Mm. of camaraderie when you're all going through it together as well is like really special Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I also speak to the power of like stripping it back. That's something that Remy's really helped me with is, you know, whenever we would like, you know, create an action step and Remy would be like, okay, like, what are we going to do like for this thing? And I was like, oh, I'm going to write like, <laughs> I'm going to write like 10 things I'm grateful for every morning. And Remy was like, what if you write three? <laughs> like, give me out. Like, you don't have to say, they like, give me the out. What if? <laughs> we minimize that and I'm like oh but but oh what if I okay I want to create a healthy connection with my body so I'm going to work out five times a week and Remy was like what if we just maybe like stretch once a week and like see how that goes Mm. so it is about like it's like okay like let's pair it back let's be realistic about what we have time and energy for um and yeah, sometimes we can get in our own way. We can overcomplicate things. You know what I mean? Because we see, oh, but that Instagram person, they meditate for an hour in the morning and then they have a cacao. Then they go for an hour long bike ride and then they start their business. So that's what I should do. It's like, no, nah, actually, maybe not do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Like, yeah, I you're so right. There. Like, I'm so <laughs> about just let's just like bring this back, especially when you're first starting something, because usually like when you're coaching or you're having that kind of experience, it's because like you want to make a change, right? You want things to be different. So you're like, cool, I'm going to change everything immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, eh, usually doesn't work too well. <laughs> usually not, not very good. like consistent or sustainable. You know? Yeah. yeah, not good for longevity. <laughs> yeah. But I think just like pairing it back, like um, I am working with someone at the moment who wants to incorporate more movement into their um daily routine and um so sh- sh- she's committed to like putting her runners on and leaving the house for at least 60 seconds like that's the that's the commitment right mm-hmm. because we know what's going to happen right once you've left the house and you've gone for 60 seconds like you're probably going to go for at least 10 minutes yeah so amazing it's 10 minutes more than you've ever been doing but if you say okay I'm going to walk for 10 minutes every day then it feels like this big thing that it like it just doesn't have to be like you can make it easy for yourself and you can make it fun and you can make it simple and that's what I like to do with my work yeah 100% because I know at one point when I was only on the on the couch or in my bed all day yeah (laughs) getting up was like a big thing and honestly it's 90% of it It, like just getting started whatever it is so I love that 100% back that and I need to remind myself of that actually (laughs) yeah there's your permission frequently frequently (laughs) um something Beth and I talk about often and what we really wanted to talk about with you as well is in the spiritual place it can feel exclusive sometimes and what I love and what I am being really conscious of is in my business using really inclusive language um, and even when I'm making art making sure there's diversity in any people I'm drawing and um, really facilitating a safe space for anyone who wants to consume my work. Um, So I would love to speak about how you're bringing that forward. You're a non-binary person, a queer person, and um, honestly, something I found, especially when I got into this space, is I didn't see enough of. Um, It was usually one image that I would constantly see, um, And for people that can feel exclusive and like it's not for them. So I would love for you to speak more on that, your journey um, and, and how you bring that forward. Yeah, definitely. And I think it is such an important topic. Um, And you're right. Like there is, I know when I first started exploring my spirituality and at that point (laughs) didn't realize I was gay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> didn't realize that was non-binary 
Um, so it's been a journey. Um, poor, poor young Remy was just straight struggling. <laughs> yeah, honestly. No um, idea. <laughs> no idea. Um, but even then occupying space as what I thought was a straight like white woman, um, there, it still felt like very constrictive in terms of like what a spiritual person looks like or should be or should mm. act or should say. And I didn't vibe with that. And I was like, maybe this isn't for me. Um, and then I joined um, this amazing container called The Forest, which uh, has been run by Elle Steele. I was just about to say, is that Elle Steele? I love her. Mm-hmm. Yes, Elle incredible. and... Um, Tilly Duckett, so Luna mm. Darlings. Um, and they've created this space. I've been in this, it's a six month container. I've been in it for two rounds and it ends tonight. Um, or emotions. Oh, I know. Um, but it was probably like the first space that I saw like a diversity of people and how they showed up in their spirituality mm. and as themselves. Um, and that kind of opened a bit of a door and I think it's so important that um, there's representation and that you see people who look different and sound different and have had varying life experiences um, because it gives you permission um, Mm. to actually explore that within yourself so I think I do my best and like everyone like uh, I have privileges and then I have other things that like kind of marginalize me like where it's a teetering balance right um and I'm constantly like learning and unlearning and all of the things but I just do my best to try and use inclusive language and ensure that you know the content that I produce is as accessible as I can in terms of captioning and you know like even with hashtags like using like camel is it called camel case where it's like everything is capitalized because that helps with people who are using screen readers image descriptions like all that kind of stuff I'm starting to look at um running some in-person stuff because everything I've been doing has been online Mm. and then I'm like okay well I need a space you know it doesn't matter that so like cool you're wheelchair accessible but you don't like you don't have a bathroom that's wheelchair accessible so like that's not really accessible Mm. um and just all of those types of things so I think it's just I do my best to just show up in a way that is like loving and compassionate and tries to be considerate of all potential experiences Mm. so that people, and I think people feel that energy um, and feel like drawn to it in a way. Um, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The energy of, of being aware, constantly learning um, and being open to, uh, to learn more. I, I mean, that's all that's really required because I think I was speaking even to my partner and he, he, he was like, oh my gosh, like I'm overwhelmed by like, I don't want to do anything wrong. And, and I was like, you know what, you are open to learning and that's the most important thing. And if we're bringing that forward lovingly and yeah, just being open is, is really like a beautiful energy love and kindness coming forward with love and kindness is I think what we need more of (laughs) yeah absolutely and like you know I feel like so many people in marginalized communities have told us and we need to listen to them that like just because you're scared you're going to do something wrong like that's not it's not good enough right like Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to be wrong and you have to be willing to get called out or called in for that and keep adjusting and doing better like we just ultimately have to keep doing better and Mm. if we're not doing anything at all like I hear that like it's scary you know especially last year when everything really came to the forefront right like with Black Lives Matter um it was like I don't want to do anything wrong and then seeing everything being like well that's a really privileged position to be in that like Mm -hmm. you can just opt out of this and it's like okay yep fair point all right I see that I will do better you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. 100%. I was actually asking the exact same thing. I was like, we actually just have to be okay with not all, with not being right. And, yeah. and when people from marginalized communities speak, we need to fucking listen mm-hmm. and we need to, to take on their lived experience and adjust our fucking behavior and what we're doing and what yeah. we're, what we're sharing, you know, like it is actually so important because um, me and um, Abby talked about this in an episode recently 
like you know we did that have you you know flex mommy yeah she does those like cards and so we had like yes. a um, episode where we did some of the q a cards and one of them it's was so about political <laughs> correctness and we were just talking about like it's actually just like the fucking least that we can do as white people um Absolutely. you know to listen and to adjust and to you know elevate um the the stories and voices of people who are trying to get us to fucking listen and do better because we need to like yeah. ultimately yeah. Really fucking do better and yeah I love what you said about that inclusive space that's something that I've been really conscious of the past couple of months I've really been kind of looking at like you know what's my mission what am I bringing forward and I've been trying really actively to like drop the word woman from my work and just talk about people yeah because that can be really exclusionary when you know um because people and yeah I was saying me and Remy this is something we bonded about when we had our first coaching session because I was like you know when I came into the spiritual space I was coming from a really religious background where it was very judgmental but then I came into the spiritual space where I only really saw thin white straight women you know like I struggled to see anyone that looked like me or that kind of just seemed um normal <laughs> like you know that wasn't like super like you know just like detached and you know when you you listen to someone speaking or whatever and like they're saying words but they're not saying anything like they just kept speaking in loops and I was like what is fucking going on like my yes. like my kind of divergent brain doesn't actually like comprehend what you're fucking saying like you need to like speak in words yeah um you know what I mean so I was like I, I wanted to find people like me and that's why I found Remy I was like oh my person I found them like oh my god how good um and yeah knowing that also like there's people like you out there in the space they're just unfortunately like with all of society they're not showcased you know what I mean yeah they're, they're hidden away they and so it's really important to find you know have that diverse um pool of people to connect with on your Instagrams and that. And if you're not finding people that look like you or that have different experiences from you, look fucking harder. Because yeah. <laughs> they are out there. Of course they're there. Instagram is so big. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Millions, billions mm. of users? Oh. Like there are so, so many people out there. And I think another thing as well to consider when you're like diversifying like your feed and who you um, engage with and that kind of thing as well is if you feel uncomfortable by what they share, like you should probably follow them. Lean in. Um, to read it, read the content, learn, learn yeah. things. I was actually reading the other day. Do you guys know um, Rosie Rees? She owns the um, Yoni Ple- Pleasure Palace. Yes. Um, it's like a very sex po- positive LGBTQIA plus um, supportive, um, like, yeah, pleasure brand in Australia. She's actually from Perth, um, but she has a movement called the Stop Sucking It In movement. So encouraging women and all people to stop sucking in their bellies, to let their tummies rest and just be, and that, you know, we have all sorts of organs in there. It's not supposed to be dead flat and rock hard and all that stuff. And someone posted and they were like, when I first saw that, I was triggered. I blocked them. She, she, they were like, I blocked the hashtag because every time I saw it, I got like so extremely triggered by being like, you know, that's disgusting. That's wrong. You know, body shouldn't look like that, blah, blah, blah. And I like, you know, the more I saw it, the more I kept seeing, you know, Rosie post about it. I was like, oh my God, like this is actually just bringing up so much stuff within me and it made them so reflective. And now they're like posting in the, in the movement and they're like really supportive of it. So it just goes to show like, you know, like lean into it and learn. And Mm. if something, you know, if something gets your guard up, just be like, okay, why? Let's <laughs> explore question, that. Like, why? Like, and you know, like Abby, you're such a cool advocate of this. Is like, okay, where is this showing up in my body? Where am I feeling this tension right now? When it comes to this feeling, like, what does this make me think of? What memories are maybe coming up for me? Because oftentimes that can totally be the the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we wanted to talk more about um like people using fear-based language um, masqueraded as spirituality, especially. <laughs> Don't have to though. <laughs> okay. But just because I know um, like all of us here, we're all double-vaxxed. Um, no, I'm down to talk about it for sure. And I'm down, yeah, like I'm op- like openly vaxxed, openly like stop being dicks about Very everything. pro-science. <laughs> yes, exactly. Pro-science, pro-spirituality, pro-looking yeah. after the community. Yeah. yeah, I just, I'm not loving how I, I think a couple of months back, 
it was really prevalent to me where I was like, fuck me. Like the energy's heavy on Insta, particularly. Bad Bad vibes. Mm -hmm. It was bad vibes. Um, And so I would love to hear your perspective on that, on (sighs) there being just fear, (laughs) fear um, brought Mm -hmm. about in people's language and how they're bringing things forward and, and a lot of judgment um, around what's going on, around um, COVID, around, mm. and especially I found within spirituality, like the spirituality and self-development community. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. Um, and it's a really tricky space to occupy, I feel, as it's quite funny, as someone who is pro-science, knowing that I am in the majority from the general community and population, but then feeling like the minority in the spirituality and wellness space Mm. is really an interesting like juxtaposition. And um, I think using fear as a way to try and get people to agree with you or do what you like do what you want them to do in any circumstance just isn't right and doesn't sit right with me on either side of the fence, right? Um, But I don't know. I just think like if you're preaching love and light, then you should probably like look after the community as well. Like that's part of it, you know? So Mm -hmm. don't say one thing and then your actions say another. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we are all humans, like and we contradict ourselves constantly and we have opinions that conflict with within ourselves. I get that. But I just think to me it seems like a no-brainer um, to, you know, look after the community, to look after the people you care about um, and actually, like, spread that, like, kindness and love. Uh, it's mm. a very easy way to do that. So, yeah, yeah. totally. And I think that's something that I've seen a lot of is that, that love and light it is fucking missing when it comes to people that have chosen to get the the vaccine you know I've talked Mm. about this to Abby all the time we always kind of talk about it it's like no one like I don't really need to know your reasons why you may not want it to be honest but Mm. like you have no idea why I've chosen to get it like you you have no idea of why I might be choosing to whether for my health my partner's health my family's whatever um and so I've I saw someone recently was talking about you know um people that have chosen to get the vaccine have like lost their souls and like uh like so clouded like spiritually and stuff and I was like you've actually just got like no idea why I've done this you know what I mean like I've you know like I've thought I thought really long and hard about it um Mm. and I you know spoke to my doctor and I you know um I spoke to people that I loved and cared about and what their opinions were. And I made a decision based on what felt right for me. And that's the thing you got to, you got to do what feels right for you, but you also can't just come at people for choosing something different. And like, you know, like I would never like say to someone that chose to not get it, you've lost your soul. <laughs> like that just feels a bit random to me. Like that just feels like a bit intense, you know? <laughs> intense. So you know what as well? I find, I loved what you Remy said earlier about, you know, spirituality in in a nutshell is really realizing that everything is within us anyway. Mm. <laughs> and mm. even people's language around how they um pop, like how they propose their offers is is like you're missing something. Here is the missing, here is the missing piece. Like you need this to be whole, you need this to heal, you need blah blah blah. But really mm. the power is in within yourself in the beginning and and I mean spiritual journey is is basically the journey of getting back to that (laughs) but I love how you describe your your services and what you're bringing forward as well because it's not about that fear of 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 missing something it's about the empowerment of realizing you had it all along Mm, absolutely and I think Oh, yeah, I have a lot of feelings, I guess, yeah, about that fear-based language in general, um, because I think who are you to tell someone that they're missing something or that they, um, or that you're the one who will fix all of their problems? Like, it's just not how it is. And I would never claim to do that or be able to do that 
because at the end of the day, everyone that I work with, um, you know, you, I support you through your journey, but that's, it's your journey. And like, you're in the driver's seat, you're making the decisions and you're the one actually doing the work, you know, Um, I can't, I can't fix everything for you. I can't change everything for you. I can't force you to um, make changes in your life, but what I can do is be there with you mm. and support you and provide guidance if you would like guidance and just hold that space for you to have that journey within yourself um, as well as using, you know, my lived experience to support you with that. Uh, so I just think it's really important to remember that, yeah, we we know what we need within us, even if we don't no consciously at that moment but it's, yeah. it's there you know and it's just helpful I think to have someone with you every step of the way and that's what I I try to do through my work mm. and that is and that is what you do and I can say that as being someone who's moved through <laughs> not me being jealous that. I'm like I want to work with Remy now <laughs> um you do that very very successfully Remy and yeah it's been um <laughs> yeah I think that you can just working with you you can just feel that mission state like that mission like mm. through every session it's it's really powerful and I think you know it's a great time to let all the people all the people know um Remy's books are open for 2022 guys January so if you're looking for like just the most kind sweet understanding coach to guide you through literally whatever it is that you're going through please message Please, please send. Where, where can the people find you, Remy? People can find me on Instagram. Uh, on Instagram? At this is Remy Gordon. Um, and just swing me a message. Um, I also 10 out of 10 recommend joining my newsletter list because you get discounts, you get first dibs when different offerings drop uh, and little freebies and tips and all those kind of things. So definitely just head to my Instagram. I'd love to have a chat I love connecting with people and just yeah learning about each other um and I post lots of random shit on there too because you know I'm a human being so come join recommend (laughs) come follow Remy uh we'll have all of that linked below um all all the things um to find the gorgeous the wonderful the epic the icon Remy we love Big Leo energy. <laughs> Absolutely. I really felt the need to, to hype you up in that moment. Um, thank but thank you so, so much for coming on today. We appreciate you so much. Appreciate spilling the knowledge, being the, spilling the tea and really sharing all about yourself. Um, I absolutely loved it. Oh, thank you both so much. Fucking loved being here. You're both epic. So love yous. I love you. And we'll talk to everyone. (laughs) Talk to everyone next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Mystic Millennial Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, leave a review, and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an app. Thank you. Bye.